I want to bring you a portion of scripture that I believe with all my heart will change the way that you think regarding the future. I thought I would build this in to the message, but I heard the Spirit of the Lord speak to me and said, I want you to do this before the people are prayed for because great deliverance can come from fear of the days ahead. Just lift your hands with me just two minutes all over this room. Begin to pray in the Spirit. If you're visiting today, you're so welcome. Welcome to church. We love Jesus here. We're here to worship Jesus. We're here to see people's lives changed by the precious presence of God. Say this with me. I believe that God is faithful to watch over His Word to perform it. Today, I believe that God's plan for me is for good and not for evil. There's no evil in my future that comes from God. Now I'd like you to take your seats just for two minutes. And I want to read this. Guys, just work with me two minutes. I won't be long. But I want to be obedient to the Lord because I believe with all my heart that God has great plans. Have you ever heard someone say, well, what's for me won't go past me? Or they'll say things like, if someone was killed in an accident or someone was killed by disease, illness, they'll say, well, it, it must have been their time or it must have been the Lord's will. Many of us have had loved ones or know of people that have loved ones that have went to war part of the military and some never came back well one could say it was the will of the Lord for that person to die on the battlefield but I believe that we're in days that we have to understand that God is not looking to kill people before their time. And when it says there's a time appointed and a time allotted, there's things that we can do about that. How many people understand that? So I've been asking a lot of hard questions. I've been really seeking the Lord for answers for you. And first and foremost, for me because of the days that we're living in, 
I want to be in sync with the Lord. I want to be in agreement with his plan and his purpose. I, I don't want just to be thinking someday somewhere with an excuse that, ah, well, it must have been God, you know. And I got this portion of scripture and it really helped me. Because, you know, sometimes people think that everything is so planned out that there's no room for change. In 1 Samuel 23, let's go there in the Bibles, please, or if you're working off your device, I want you to see this today. Because this is very powerful and very delivering. That you can know that through the process of prayer and inquiring of the Lord, you know where to be when you should be there. And know when not to go somewhere when the wisdom of God tells you not to do it. I have told you in this church for years and years and years that the greatest thing in a person's life is their place with God. And one of the beautiful, I see it, Father. One of the great things that we can do is commune with Him. Talk with Him. Ask Him. Inquire of Him. What do you want me to do, Father? And this is exactly what David did, and it saved his life. But you see, if everything was just so predestinated, then there's no room for inquiring of the Lord, truly. Because God worked with David. And that day, David was saved from the plans of Saul. God is good. I'm going to say it again. God is good. Do you know the enemy has planned some things for you? Don't be afraid. But the enemy has planned some things. Do you know there's not an accident that takes place that was not orchestrated by the enemy? Not one accident ever has taken place on the earth that was not orchestrated by the enemy. His plan is calamity. His plan is destruction. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And he will take whatever opportunity he has given. And mostly these things happen through acts of disobedience, unfortunately. The enemy doesn't hatch a plan in a night. It takes him a period of time. He watches lives. That's why scripture tells us that we are to be sober and to be vigilant. Come on, is this okay for you today? I want to help you because I believe that each and every one of us can live long and live strong for a long time. How many people believe that you have a full life out ahead of you? And I don't care what time 
in your life you're at, what age you are, you still have a full life ahead of you. It's beautiful. Then they told David, Behold, the Philistines are fighting against Kila and are robbing the threshing floors. How many people knows what the threshing floors are? They were the yards of preparation. They had to be protected because that is where thieves would come and steal at that point. The precious harvest, the precious grain. This was the area where the preparation of the grain was taking place, and it was a vulnerable place. Preparation in our lives is never easy. There's many things I've prepared for, and yet because I didn't know everything that there was to know, if you're not fully there yet, it can be quite vulnerable. So David, number one, inquired of the Lord, shall I go and attack these Philistines? And the Lord said to David, go smite the Philistines and save Kilah. So in obedience to this, David's man said to him, behold, we are afraid here in Judah. How much more then if we come to Kilah against the armies of the Philistines? Verse 4. Then David inquired again of the Lord. And the Lord answered him, Arise, go down to Kilah, for I will deliver the Philistines into your hands. Regarding this situation, this is twice now. Two inquirings of a leader. Should I? Not the opportunity of this, just sort this. Not doing something because I can. But even with everything that he had, he still was inquiring of the Lord. I want to tell you this. These are days that we must inquire of the Lord. You know, sometimes I say to the Lord this, you know, man, this may be boring to some people. And the Lord will respond to me and say, it's not about people being bored. It's about people staying alive. And there's a lot of dead, bored people that should still be alive, but they were bored with church. And that's why the church has went to the extremes of entertainment. And some of it has went too far. Church is to glorify the Lord. Not to compete with Las Vegas. We're not here to compete with the Grammys. We're here because we're different. We're saved, sanctified, holy. Anybody holy in this room? Then David acquired of the Lord again, and the Lord answered him, Arise, go down to Kilah, for I will deliver the Philistines into your hand. 
So David and his men went to Kilah and fought the Philistines with a great slaughter and brought away their cattle. So David delivered the people of Kilah. When Abiathar, son of Himelech, fled to David at Kilah, he came with an ephod in his hand. Now it was told Saul that David had come to Kilah, and Saul said, God has delivered him into my hand. Do you see how both were thinking that they both had God on their side? This is how a lot of people live. And there's a lot of people that they are even wrong in the things that they are doing, and they still think they have God on their side. But you don't have God on your side. God is on the side of the righteous. And I find a scripture, he's on my side, and he takes my part. Why? Because I am obedient to his ways. <laughs> So God, Saul summoned all, look at this in verse 8, the men for war to go to Kela to besiege David and his men. Verse 9, David knew that Saul was plotting evil against him, and he said to Abiathar the priest, bring the ephod. So it's time for more prayer. Then David said to the Lord, the God of Israel, your servant has surely heard that Saul intends to come and destroy the city of Kilah on my account. Will the men of Kilah, now listen to this, will they deliver me into his hand? Will Saul come down? As your servant has heard, O Lord God of Israel, I beseech you, tell your servant. And the Lord said, he will come down. This is strategic. This is informative. There is no doubt between God and David of exactly what is happening. When David asked the Lord, the Lord told him, I declare over you that in these days that we're living, that when you inquire of the Lord, you are going to hear his voice and you're going to hear his wisdom. And you're going to know exactly what to do, when to do it, where to do it, how to do it. Then David asked, they listened to this, listen, because he wanted to know, was he in the company of treachery? What will these people do to me? Will they protect me or will they offer me up? Then David asked, Will the men of Kilah deliver me and my men into Saul's hand? And the Lord said, They will deliver you up. How many people know that in the days of warfare and days that we are in, it's important to know what's going on? Scripture says it's important to know your company. Because if David thought that these people that he came to help were going to help him, God just told him, they will not help you. They will surrender you. 
Jeremiah 17. Don't go there. Just listen. Stay here in 1 Samuel 23. Cursed is the man who puts his trust in another man. But blessed is the man who puts his trust in the Lord. You see, some people will say is, you know, Paul Brady, he's just too extreme. I don't think there's a need for all that Holy Ghost stuff and all that singing, all that praying. But then I look at the days we're living in and I'm thinking, who would want to live today without being able to pray? Who would want to live in a day where you can't inquire of the Lord? Who would want to live in a way where you just think everything is just so planned out that you have no say in it whatsoever? That's like saying God brought me to Tulsa so that I would die at the hand of the enemy. God brought David to die at Kyla. No? God has a plan. And when man works with God regarding this plan, it goes well for us. I'm going to say it again. It goes well for us. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, it's going well for me. It's getting better for me. Why? Because I'm praying more than what I've ever prayed. I'm doing more than what I've ever done. And I'm inquiring of the Lord more than what I've ever inquired. Come on. He leads us in the way that we should go. I'm going to say it again. He leads us in the way. One more time. He leads us in the way that we should go. Amen. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Amen. The enemy might come against me one way, but he flees from me seven ways. Come on, we're people of faith. Shut it out. I believe. I, believe. I, receive. I receive. I have, I have. Life. life. Blessing. Blessing. Come on, how many people believe you have the ear of the Father? Let me hear you. Let me see you. Do you believe that? How many people know you ask him a question, he's going to tell you the answer. Well, I just don't know what to do. That's not in your vocabulary. Because time can make the difference between whether you live or whether you die. I want you to shut it out. I'm not going anywhere yet. Come on, shut it out like you mean it. I'm not going anywhere yet. The blessing of the Lord is upon my life. I have been blessed with favor. I have been blessed with long life. With long life, he will satisfy me and show forth his salvation. I have deliverance. I have freedom. In the name of Jesus, the blessing of the Lord is upon me. Oh, I want to run up this aisle today. The blessing of the Lord is upon me. Come on, shout at me at the back. The blessing of the Lord is on me. I find this terribly boring. I'd like to be entertained, please. Well, I can tell you, there's a lot of people dead and in hell today because they want entertained. But when you have the words of the eternal life, 
And you know that you can outwit and outsmart the devil because you have the wisdom of Almighty God living in the inside of you. I'm telling you, let intercession flow in this place. I don't care what's going on. I tell you what's going on. God is moving, and we are moving with him, and you are not going to get caught out in the night with your treasures dying. Can I have a big amen? Shout it out. I believe. Therefore, I speak. I'm not depressed. I'm happy. I'm not lonely. How could you be lonely when you have Almighty God when you can commune with God and work with the unseen. There's more for us than against us. You can spend your lonely nights working in the Spirit with God and you'll never be lonely again. Oh, this is wild for a Sunday morning. But we're going to make it. My family's going to make it. And the Brady household is not going to be a bunch of casualties just being licked and licked and licked and licked by the enemy. Come on, shut it out. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. This year, I am conquering more. Come on, say it again. More. 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 I have the mind of Christ. I think the thoughts of God. I do the works of God. How many people believe God has a plan for you? No, do you believe it? Shout it out, I believe there is a plan. Will it be challenged? <laughs> that was not to be repeated. Will it be, ch- will it be challenged? I said, will it be challenged? Ask you again, will it be challenged? What are you going to do? Well, I, I just don't know how. I, I mean, it's been two years. It's been like two years. Hell has been coming against me. You're still standing. It didn't matter if it's two years, three years, you're still standing. If it had not been for the Lord, you'd been on your belly long time ago. You're still on your feet. You need to give God praise and honor and glory. You say, well, I just don't know. I just don't think the fight should have been this long. It doesn't matter how long the fight is. It's the strength of God that is operating in the inside of you. Stop wailing like a baby and get up and be a man of God. I'll say it again. Stop wailing like a baby and get up like a man of God. in the world. You may take your seats. But we just want entertained. 
And then we go home to our boring worlds after our entertainment on a Sunday morning, to our boring worlds, to our own demons that we brought to church and took them home again with us. Well, I just don't know. I mean, I've been praying and I've been standing and I've been asking God and I'm telling you, I haven't seen, I haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> You're still standing. You're still alive. Other people were dead, but you're still alive. I just can't believe I got COVID. You're still here. <laughs> People fell apart at that. They thought, my God, I mean, I was believing and I got it. You still stayed alive. Is this okay for you? The devil has a plan for you. And as your pastor... He's not going to do you. That devil's not going to do you. I'm going to say it again. He's not going to do you. Forgive my grammar, but I'm just going to say it again. He's not going to do you like he wants to do you. Because you know the church, we just feel like the devil's out there. He's just, you know, he's just, you know, well, praise the Lord. I bind him. I take authority over him. I bind him. I bind him. And then we end up depressed. I just don't know where God is. Why isn't he, why isn't he helping me? Why aren't you helping yourself? You were given the power of attorney. Yes. You were given authority. You were given the spirit of the living God so that you could operate as God himself on the earth. Well, I never heard anything like this. Stick around. You'll hear a whole lot more. Because what the enemy wants is for you to be weak and anemic, right. a casualty. That's right, the enemy wants you to be so beaten. Yes. But God's on my side. I'll say it again. God's on my side. I'll say it again. God's on my side. I'm going to say it again. God's on my side. Come on, shut it out. God's on my side. Come on, how many people know you haven't seen anything yet? Come on, how many people know you haven't seen anything yet? I'm going to say it again. You haven't seen anything yet. You think you're prospering? You haven't seen anything yet. You think you're in health? You haven't seen anything yet. You think you're blessed? You haven't seen anything yet. You think you've seen the power of God? You haven't seen anything yet. You think you've seen God's goodness? You haven't seen anything yet. Because once you step into that realm of authority... Once you step into that and you declare it, that there's no more games. I am a child of God. I am a son of God. I am part of the inheritance of eternity, and I have been given power. I have been given authority, and I have been given the name of Jesus, and the name of Jesus works every single time. I'm going to say it again. The name of Jesus works every single time. You can't pray in tongues at the devil. You weren't supposed to be praying in tongues at the devil. You were speaking the, the name of Jesus at the devil. Sitting there and you know you need to take authority and all you're doing is sitting praying in tongues. Praying in tongues is not going to get the devil out of your way. It might get you wisdom, but it's not going to get the devil out of your way. To get the devil out of the way, you have to exercise authority. 
Now, how many people in this room believe you have been given authority? Yes. Shut it out. I have, I have. been given authority. authority. How many people believe it? Yes. Begin to praise the Lord right now. Yes. Praise Him. Yes. Praise Him. Yes. Praise Him. Yes. Come on, praise Him. Come on, family, praise Him. Yes. Praise Him. Give Him. Come on, give the Lord praise. Yes. Now, there's people dead today because they were disobedient. My eldest son, even though it wasn't the only thing, but he was disobedient. Even at 10, he was disobedient. One week before his death, at the same house, I gave him a word of the Lord. I called him over to me. All the kids were there. I called him over to me, and I said to him this. When you are at this house, you must never ride a bicycle. One week later, he was killed on the road at that house on a bicycle. Oh, this is too, this, I want to be entertained. This is too hard. No, this is life. Now, how many people knows that the moment that he went, if he could have into heaven, he would have regretted riding that bicycle. But it was too late. So I tell people all the time, don't wing this. Because there are laws... And there are devils at work. And what the devil wanted was to hit me where it hurt. Going after my eldest firstborn son. And the only way that he could get him But I have to put this too. That wasn't the first time he was disobedient. Because the enemy watches for deception. Even in kids. The enemy loves patterns. But the Lord always has a word that interjects and intercepts. Are you listening to me? And one week before his death, I told him, do not ride your bicycle at this house. And that was the very thing that he rode and the car took him out. Lift your hands in this room. I can pray over you right now and I can say I cancel out every satanic plan for your life but you're going to have to agree with me you're going to have to walk in this and you're going to have to get up in the morning and you're going to have to plead the blood how many people wave at me right now you plead the blood you know in our text thread our family text thread you know what I say at times plead the blood do I do it every day on a text thread? No. But there are those times when it comes so strong in my spirit, I send a text to everybody. 
plead the blood. Is it good enough just for dad to do it? No. No, because that's where we get this thing wrong. I just plead the blood over my family. That's great. But you know what? My family can go out there and plead the blood themselves. But even if I'm pleading the blood, by the act of free will of my family members, they can actually do something that puts them at the peril of an attack of the enemy. I want you to say this. The enemy cannot attack me without a cause. How many people understands what I'm talking about? He can't. The curse causeless not come. Scripture. So when we talk about inquiring of the Lord and we talk about obedience, see in my house, if I even detect a fib, anything that is close to an untruth, I will haul it clean on the floor as quick as I can. I'll ask my children, are you lying? Right like that. Well, I, I'm, I'm not lying. Well, if it's not truth, it is a lie. Even exaggeration is a lie. It says, give the devil no room. What does no room mean? Come on, help me. We're in class. Bonjour la classe. What does no room mean? No room. So do, do we give him a little room? Do we give him just a little? Do, do we give him just a, a, it's only a fib. It's not a lie. But is it still room? If it's a fib, is it still a room? It's still room. And he will take all the room that he can get to get you. But I want you to lift high the shield of faith right now. Because the devil's not going to get you. And he's not going to get your children. Because you parents are going to lead your house with the fear of the Lord. One of these days, I pray that you begin to truly honor how we try to keep this so honorable to the Lord. And that we don't have people on the platform writhing as entertainment. This is the house of God. Worship the Lord. This is the house of God. People's lives are at stake. Look at this. Verse 12, will the man of Keilah deliver me up to Saul? 
And the Lord said, they will deliver you. Then David and his men, about 600, arose and left Kilah, going wherever they could go. And when Saul was told that David, that David had escaped from Kilah, he gave up. I declare over you that what the enemy has planned against you, he has just gave up. Yeah. Oh, you got to take this word this morning. I declare it, the enemy has just gave up. I know it's hard standing up here, forgive me, but the enemy's just gave up because I know what the Lord wants me to do. I know what the Lord wants me to do. I know what the Lord wants me to do. And when I know what the Lord wants me to do, <laughs> then I do it and the enemy can touch me. Then when we hear scripture saying, no evil shall befall me. Well, he was meant to die at 33. No, he wasn't. She was meant to die at 48. No, she wasn't. There's an answer to all of it. Everything seen and unseen responds to the name of Jesus. I'm going to say it again. Everything unseen, unseen responds to the name of Jesus. And the moment you rise and you begin to take authority and you say to yourself, I'm not good at this, Pastor Paul. I'm not really that good at it. You know, I, you know what? His grace is sufficient for me and, and all of these different things. Let me tell you something. The moment that you begin to rise, look at your neighbor and say, rise. The moment you begin to speak, everybody say, speak. You begin to speak that name of Jesus. You begin to speak the plan and the purpose of God. You begin to take authority and you begin to give the Lord praise, honor, and glory. Things begin to shift. Things begin to change. You see, you don't know what's coming against you. There are dark spirits out there that are trying to come against marriages, trying to come against people. But I'm telling you, you are better than that. You are greater than that. You are the people of God. Shut it out. We are the family of God. And he did not give his family just a little minuscule, you know, touch of power. He gave you everything that he has so that you can be everything that he is. You are the sons of God. God. I'm going to say it again. You are the sons of God. Shout it out. I am a son of God. I have the power of God. I know the will of God. Pray with me in the spirit. It's just wild. Praying in the spirit, praying in other tongues. What if people don't what if people don't understand that? We've spent years playing down the power of the church. We spent years denying the people the power of the church. We spent years trying to make everybody comfortable with God. And it hasn't worked. 
and the whole thing has fallen apart. And all we want now is entertainment on the platform for over an hour. And I'm telling you, we're good. Just let me go home to my lousy, lazy, demon-possessed life. No, thank you. I'm happy to be in torment. I love being tortured. I love it. I love it. Bring it on. No. In the name of Jesus, that's not the way it's going to be anymore. Come on. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost and to destroy the works of the enemy. I'll say it again. He came to destroy the works of the enemy. We're not here to cohabit. We're not here to cohabit with the devil. We're not here to cohabit with demons. We're not here to cohabit with bad people. Shut it out. There's something different about me. Come on, say it like you mean it. There's something different about me. Well, I didn't know that I would have to say so much. You know, I just was looking for a church that I could sit in. I just want to sing a song and go home. Go home to what? Go home to you? How's that doing for you? I go home to joy. I go home to peace. I go home to the presence of the Lord. I go home to knowledge and understanding and wisdom. I wouldn't care so much about there being food in the pantry uh, rather than there being wisdom in my heart. I'll go for the wisdom in my heart because the wisdom in my heart will will put food in the pantry. Well, I just want, you know, I just want the goodness of God. I want the blessing of God. I I want the Rolls Royce. And you still having trouble getting up in the morning and getting the victory over depression. You can ride your Rolls Royce depressed as you like. That would be a six-story ride down the street. You and your Rolls Royce depressed as a depressed thing. You'd rather ride your Nissan happy as a happy thing. Just happy as a clam. But you see what we've done is we put the trimmings and trappings right up at the head of the party. We need it all to make us happy. No, you don't. You need Jesus, and he will make you happy. Jesus makes you happy, not the Rolls Royce. Now, if you've got the joy of the Lord and you've got the victory and you're an overcomer and you're more than a conqueror and you've got a Rolls Royce parked in the front yard and you're going down to get yourself a gallon of milk, then ride your Rolls Royce as a son of God and a child of the King, happy knowing that you have the victory. Shout it out. I have the victory. Well, I want the big house. Well, you want the big house? What? To be miserable in it. Just more space to be more miserable. More space to take care of. More rooms to clean. Well, that's the thing, Pastor Paul, because you know I'm a person of faith. I won't clean nothing because I have a team of cleaners. Well, you're going to have to teach the cleaners how you like your house cleaned. 
That means you have to clean it first to know where the dirt is. believe God wants to bless lazy people with cleaners. We have people that will help us clean our house at times, but I'm telling you, I clean. I'm forever cleaning. You want to see me clean? I like clean. Lift your hand and say, I like clean. <laughs> say, this is a wild meeting. Look at your neighbor and say, the devil is defeated. Come on, say it like you mean it. The devil is defeated. Say it again. The devil is defeated. Anybody get anything out of this this morning? Shut it out. The devil is defeated. You can't walk in disobedience and think that you're just, you know, the devil's just going to leave you alone like you're some type of special person. If you're watching stuff, living an alternative lifestyle, don't think for one minute that the devil is going to leave you alone. He's going to rubbish you. He's going to destroy you. You'll waken up one day and you'll realize, why did I make these decisions? It's because you went to a church that entertained you. You didn't go to a church that spoke the uncompromised word of Almighty God with the fear of the Lord. Well, I don't know if I like this. Well, maybe you'll like hell better. Because there's a lot of people that believe their Christians are going there. Because they don't love the Lord. Because he said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Begin to pray all over this room today. So the next time the enemy comes to you and says this, Well, it's just the plan of God. No, it's not. I'm trying to get off this, but the Lord has, is on me. Forgive me, guys. How many people let me follow the Spirit here? What is the enemy after? Information information because he doesn't know the plan of God what, what, what was he after when Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness what did the devil come looking for he said if you are the Son of God but what was he after the way the questions were he was looking for information This is where the charismatic church has to really rethink the plan. Because we talk too much. We tell everybody what God's told us. We tell everybody what we believe the plan of God is for our life. 
But Jesus did not tell Satan what he wanted to hear. Because then Satan could have acted on the information that Jesus had given him. But Jesus was too smart. I said Jesus was too smart. In Genesis 1, 26, it says what? Let us make man in our image. Who was that? See, everybody thinks that was Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You need to rethink this. See, when you really begin to understand this thing, you're talking about the counsel of God. And there was a whole lot more there than just the Trinity. And he went from the plural to the singular. So who was the plural? Because if it was just a simple thing for being the Trinity, then why would he ever go back to the singular? So there's a whole lot more that's going on in the unseen. There's a whole lot more in the unseen than what believers actually realize. When it comes to the word Elohim, people just automatically go big G God, but yet Elohim in many places is a reference not only to God, but to small g gods. So we stand in the presence of Elohim, small g gods, the council of God. But the regular believer don't think like this. They don't really know how it all works and how it all goes on, but I'm going to teach you. And I'm setting myself to teach you this so that you will understand how this works. What set Elohim, big G God, apart was the name Yahweh. Everybody say that with me, Yahweh. Because there is no one but God. But when he said, let us make man in our image, he wasn't talking truly about identity. Really, in its most simplistic form, it was to do with function. It wasn't real qualitative, it was just function. We were to be the representation, the image, the imagers of God that would produce after its same kind. For instance, also when it comes to this, when you talk about Adam, it is the representation of humankind, not just a man. See, Eden was not just a special place, ladies and gentlemen. Eden was the earthly home of God. And people don't realize these things. And they live very linear lives. Very analytic. But yet the expansion 
of what God wants to bring to us in this day needs to happen and it needs to happen quickly because Eden was a small place of heaven on earth no less it not only housed Adam and everything that you know but it was the earthly habitation of God and it was given to man to grow Adam Eden so that it would eclipse the earth and that heaven would be a manifestation on the whole of earth and yet when it comes to inquiring of the Lord about our futures this whole thing is so predestinated why would we even pray it's a lie you have so much to do with your future you have so much to do with what lies up ahead of you I want to sing a friend of God again please please for Sarah to come back I've taken a lot of your time how many people receive something from this today how many people be honest and say this makes you hungry to know more that's why our services here will never be entertainment we are here to worship God. Pray in the Spirit. Pray solo pa pray all over this room. Come on, this is what we do as born-again believers.
pray with all my heart that a true revelation comes to every one of us of how real this is and that you understand that there is a good God and a very evil satanic prince I pray that you not only understand God's plan for man, for our time here on the earth, but also that your eyes and your ears will be opened to the eternal timeline so that all of this begins to make sense. Say this with me, God has a plan for me. I receive information, knowledge, and understanding regarding this plan. Father, help me by your spirit understand your great plan. What's going on and what's my part to play. I believe that your son died for me. He is my Lord and my Savior, my King. Say this with me today. I pledge allegiance to Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God. Today, I draw a line and step over it and I will never return to days of lasciviousness, to days of wanting, to days of evil. I now live in the days of goodness, mercy and a covenant with Almighty God, a covenant of blood. I believe I have the right to use the blood, to plead the blood, and to apply the blood to my life. The devil cannot touch me because of the blood. Shout it out again. The devil cannot touch me because of the blood. I choose this day life, not death. Blessing, not cursing. Today, I choose the goodness of God, the plan of God for me. I refuse disobedience of any sort. 
Holy Spirit, convict me. Show me what it is I'm doing so that I can be right, so that I can do right, so that I can have right, and so that I can live in the bountiful manifestation of the glory of God. Today, I receive the glory of God, the goodness of God, the blessing of God, the goodness of God, the blessing of God, the glory of God, the life of God. Today is my day. Everything changes. Life comes to me now. the enemy. 
I belong to God. I belong to God. I belong to God. Do you believe it today? Do you believe it today? You may take your seats. We're going to go home. Not just yet. Because we're going to respond with our tithes and our offerings. I believe in a kingdom. Say that with me. I believe in a kingdom. How many people believe with all your heart that the greatest days are right up ahead? You better. Because God is not a man that he should lie. And it is the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. I take it. It's been a bit of a different service today. But I pray that this has been a life-changing moment for you. Because while you watch television, and you listen to everything Tucker can say, and you listen to the anger mangle, and you listen to, no, don't listen to Gutfield. Please don't do that. Gutfield's in the gutter. Don't do that. He says too much. But in all that you're listening to on the earth, I hope to God that you are listening to the Spirit. I pray to God that you are listening to what the Spirit is saying and not what man have to tell you about what's going on. Because the truth is this, man doesn't know squat about what's going on. And those demons that are trying to run these new shows, they don't know the big story. And so every time they try to release the big story, it's not the big story. Because if Satan needed information from Jesus, then you have to understand that these other demons, they're on down the lane. They need to come over to the church to get the info so that they can take it. And that's why we don't talk about stuff that we should never talk about. Even if you've received a prophecy from the Lord about something great in your life, don't tell nobody about it. Just show us the power of that prophecy. And then when your life is nearly done and you're going to be with Jesus, then whisper over to as I was prophesied over 20 years ago and the prophetic word was as good. All these years, he never failed me. You know, the truth of the matter is, if you have to tell somebody you're a prophet, you possibly are not. <laughs> That's just the truth. If you have to tell somebody you're a pastor, you probably are not. We have to stop trying to convince people of what we want to be. And I know you sisters, you've got your lists out there, you know, for you that are looking for a man and to be married, and you've got your list up before God, and you're calling them in right to the very, I'm telling you, color of their hair. <laughs> that God could show up in your life 
with a tubby, fat, bald man. <laughs> and you'll have to put your preference on the back burner. Because if he's the man for you, then you can go to the gym together. It doesn't matter how it starts, just as long as you've got the right one. Stop you telling God all you want when he knows what's best for you.